48K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, officials find at least five COVID cases in a lockdown at Taipo, with more expected in overnight tests in Tunmun. The civil service chief wants more private sector employees to work from home to stem the fifth coronavirus wave. And there's a warning that the entertainment industry is in dire financial straits after a miserable Lunar New Year holiday. Health officials say they found five preliminary positive cases of COVID-19 after testing 1,200 people in an overnight lockdown in Taipo. One other person's test was described as indeterminate. Officials moved in at Fu Chong Court, Kwai Chong Court and Wing Chong Court last night after COVID was found in sewage. People who tested negative were allowed to leave at about quarter past ten. Meanwhile, residents of Hingping House in Tun Moon say they haven't been allowed to leave after an overnight lockdown. Officials told them to return to their homes as a number of positive cases had been found. The Secretary for the Civil Service, Patrick Nip, has called on private companies to follow the administration's lead in arranging for staff to work from home, saying there's an urgent need to reduce travel to ease the spread of COVID. Government staff have been asked to stay away from the office as far as possible, unless their work is essential. Mr Nip says officials want to send a strong message. The rise in untraceable infections shows that our contact tracing can't catch up with the transmission of the virus. The spread is still very quick, despite our social distancing measures. There were still some cross-family gatherings during the Lunar New Year, despite our calls to reduce such gatherings. So we expect cases may still rise after the holidays. So there's a need to significantly reduce the flow of people in the community. Data show that our flow of people dropped by around 20% over the past month. That's lower compared to the 40 to 50% drop we saw in previous COVID waves. Mr Nip says based on experience, 60 to 70% of government workers won't be able to work from home, yet the arrangements may still inconvenience the public. The chairman of the Lan Kwai Fong Group, Alan Zeman, says the restaurant trade saw a sad and quiet Lunar New Year, with business between 20 and 25% of what it usually was, with the government banning evening dine-in services, limiting the maximum number of diners per table to six, and keeping bars closed, many people resorted to holding gatherings at home or kept family visits to a minimum. Mr Zeman said it was a dire situation for the whole industry and warned of bankruptcies. You know, it's become very, very dire for the whole industry, uh, including bars, clubs, restaurants, gyms. Um, you know, if subsidies are not forthcoming quickly, there will be a huge amount of bankruptcies. Meanwhile, Mr Zeman said the government should move ahead with its plan for a vaccine bubble, under which people must receive at least one vaccine dose to enter most premises. He said officials should listen to businesses. At the moment, uh, I know the so-called uh, health experts, you know, everyone has a different opinion of what to do. I've heard many, many different things, but I think we have to balance out with maybe three or four uh, business experts as well who can balance between the health and uh you know, the way forward, because otherwise Hong Kong itself will die. It will not exist. The Correctional Services Department has announced it will ban visits to prevent the risk of an outbreak after a number of patients were confirmed to have been to its premises. An officer at the Pak Sawan Correctional Institution in Stanley tested preliminary positive last night after his family and some of his friends were infected. A leading epidemiologist, Benjamin Cowling, says the government should divert resources away from inoculating children against COVID towards boosting the vaccination rate in elderly people. 
Just over 30% of people aged 80 and over are vaccinated. Professor Cowling, the University of Hong Kong's Chair of Epidemiology, told RTHK that there had been an exponential increase in COVID-19 cases in the past couple of weeks. If it's not feasible to get back down to zero, I think we've, we've got to think carefully about what the strategy is. Because if we spend a lot of energy, a lot of resources, a lot of effort on containment when it's, it's really difficult to contain, we're, we're missing the chance to do better mitigation instead. And I still think the absolute number one priority right now is to get more older people vaccinated. Um, and, and in the last couple of weeks, we've seen a, an increase in, in vaccination rates, but it's a small increase. Sources say a veteran activist, Ku Si Yu, was arrested this morning for allegedly breaching the national security law. It's understood that national security police also took four other activists, including Loi Yuk Lin, to various police stations to aid their investigation. The Hong Kong Journalists Association says it's seeking legal advice on a request for information from the Registry of Trade Unions, and it needs more time. It had been asked to provide information by today about its activities during the 2019 anti-extradition bill protests, which the union registry suspects are inconsistent with the trade union's ordinance or union rules. HKJA Chair Ronson Chan told a radio programme that the group had not managed to contact the registry to postpone the deadline. Turning overseas, four senior figures at Downing Street have resigned within hours of each other, putting renewed pressure on the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. They include his Chief of Staff, Head of Communications and Head of Policy. One of them, Munira Mirza, strongly criticised controversial remarks made by Mr Johnson about the opposition leader Keir Starmer. Several MPs from his own party have called for the Prime Minister to step down as police investigate breaches of Covid lockdown rules. Here's the BBC's Damien Grammaticus. The most unexpected and damaging of these departures for Boris Johnson was Manira Mirza's. An advisor for 14 years, she said she'd urged Mr Johnson to apologise for attacking Sir Keir Starmer. He didn't. The other three seemed likely to go after Mr Johnson promised Tory MPs earlier this week that he'd shake up his team. The question is whether Mr Johnson can stabilise his position or if more of his MPs will publicly call for him to go. The United States says it did everything it could to minimise civilian casualties during the raid in Syria in which the leader of the Islamic State group was killed. President Biden said he'd authorised a raid by special forces rather than an airstrike because Abu Ibrahim al-Hashimi al-Qurayshi had always surrounded himself with civilians. According to the United States, the militant leader blew himself up, killing members of his family. The Pentagon spokesman is John Kirby. The calculated efforts of our forces succeeded in protecting more than 10 women, children and babies. These efforts in included a deliberate decision by the president to execute a raid on the location as opposed to an airstrike, despite the additional risk that that decision put on our forces. Scientists in South Africa have produced a copy of the Moderna COVID vaccine, raising the prospect of wider access to jabs in poorer parts of the world. BBC's Naomi Grimley has the details. Almost all the supplies of mRNA vaccines have gone to wealthy countries. But a World Health Organization-funded hub in Cape Town has now managed to make its own version of the Moderna vaccine, using information in the public domain as well as advice from sympathetic scientists around the world. Although the quantities made so far are small, it's been done faster than many expected. 
The White House says the United States has acquired intelligence about a Russian plot to fabricate a pretext for an invasion of Ukraine. The plan involves producing a fake video that would show an attack by the Ukrainian military either on Russian territory or against Russian-speaking people in Ukraine. The US says Moscow would then accuse Ukraine of genocide. Ned Price is the spokesman for the State Department. We don't know if Russia will necessarily use this or another option in the coming days. We are publicizing it now, however, in order to lay bare the extent of Russia's destabilizing actions towards Ukraine and to dissuade Russia from continuing this dangerous campaign and ultimately launching a military attack. Moscow earlier condemned Washington for its decision to send 3,000 extra troops to Poland and Romania. The Kremlin spokesman told reporters it would increase tension. U.S. President Joe Biden has called on lawmakers to collaborate to end gun violence during a visit to New York, where recent shootings of police have highlighted a growing fear of violent disorder in American cities. Mr. Biden said enough was enough. Every day in this country, uh, 316 people are shot, 106 are killed, and six NYPD officers have been victims of gun violence so far just this year. 64 children injured by gun violence so far this year, 26 killed. It's enough. Enough is enough because we know we can do things about this. An international expedition is about to set off from South Africa for the Antarctic in search of the lost ship of the British explorer Ernest Shackleton. His vessel, the Endurance, was crushed by sea ice and sank in 1915. It's now thought to be 3,000 metres down on the seabed. The Endurance 2022 project will use an icebreaker ship, helicopters and underwater robots in the hunt. Menson Bound is part of the expedition. The Endurance is the most unreachable wreck in, in the world and by extension this has to be the greatest wreck hunt ever. The big challenge is, is the ice. It's opening, it's clenching, it's unclenching. It's a really vicious, lethal environment that we're going into. To finance news, a short time ago the Hang Seng Index was at 24,473. That's 671 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $65 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 114.88 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 14 cents. And the pound will get you 10 Hong Kong dollars and 60 cents. To sport now, the Hong Kong speed skater Sydney Chu will carry the SAR flag in tonight's opening ceremony of the Beijing Winter Olympics. The 22-year-old is one of three Hong Kong athletes competing in the Games, joining alpine skiers Adrian Young and Audrey King. Frank Fu, Emeritus Professor in the Department of Sport, Physical Education and Health at the Baptist University, said the SAR's Olympic Association had long been working to put together a team for the Games. We have a which have been doing hard work for the past 10 years trying to identify skiers and skaters to send them to the Winter Olympics. Yeah, with that, that association, that national, local national association have been doing a difficult job for the past 10 years. We've been trying to recruit and train the uh, skiers, skaters uh, to go up uh, to attend the Winter Olympics. Okay? This is not the first time we send people to the Winter Olympics. You know, we have sent people before. Next to football, China's women have beaten Japan in a dramatic semi-final at the Women's Asian Cup. China came through 4-3 on penalties after a 2-2 finish as they remain on course for a record-extending ninth title. They face South Korea in the final on Sunday. The BBC's Maz Faruqi has more. 
This semi-final in Pune had everything. China twice came from behind, first to force the game into extra time and then into a penalty shootout after Wang Shangshang equalised to make it 2-2 in the 119th minute. It's another big shock at a tournament everyone expected to come down to a Japan-Australia final. But the holders, like the Matildas, who were knocked out in the last eight, weren't able to convert their chances in front of goal. China will now face South Korea in Sunday's final. And what will be South Korea's first in the 47-year history of the competition? In the Men's Africa Cup of Nations, the hosts Cameroon are out after losing to Egypt. It finished 3-1 on penalties in favour of the Egyptians following a 0-0 draw. They'll meet Senegal in the final on Sunday. Egypt are the most decorated nation in the history of the tournament, while Senegal are looking for their first title. The former Nigeria forward Daniel Amakachi won the competition in 1994. He says it would be an amazing achievement for Senegal and their coach Aliou Cisse. If the team can do it, believe me, that will be huge. And that will build you know, confidence more you know, in African nations in believing in what they have. If Cisse wins it, it will give confidence in the federation presidents or, or chairmen to believe in their own if he knows what he's doing and to take the, 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 the team forward. The new Everton manager, Frank Lampard, says he wouldn't have taken the job at Goodison Park if he didn't believe in the talent on the team. Everton are currently four points above the relegation zone. Lampard has spoken to the media for the first time since he was appointed. Nobody would be happy with the run that we've been on in terms of points over, over the first half of the season. But I have to also bring in an, an element of calm to, to the players and to the club and also an element of looking at ourselves and saying that there is a huge amount of talent. If I didn't believe in that, if I didn't think I was the man to come and, and bring that out and harness it, then, then I wouldn't be here. So I'm not concerned about that. Um, I just want to come and make sure that I get to work very quickly and the players respond to that quickly. And then I believe once we do that, we can go in the right direction. To the weather forecast, there'll be sunny periods this afternoon, but it'll be mainly cloudy tonight. Winds will be moderate northerlies, fresh at first. The outlook's still cold tomorrow morning, but there will be some sunny periods. Temperatures will rise slightly early next week, but there will be a few rain patches on Monday. Currently, the observatory 16 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 61%. The cold weather warning is still in force. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Officials find at least five COVID cases in a lockdown at Taipo, with more expected in overnight tests in Tunmun. The civil service chief wants more private sector employees to work from home to stem the fifth coronavirus wave. And there's a warning that the entertainment industry is in dire financial straits after a miserable Lunar New Year holiday. The news from RTHK.
shit. Cause the world told me we ain't got that common sense. Gotta prove it to myself that I'm on top of shit. And you would never know a guy without a goddess is honest and honest kidding. I could be on everything. I mean, I could be the leader, head of all the states. I could smile and jiggle it till his pocket's empty. I could be the CEO just like a Robin Fenty. And I'ma be there for you cause you want my team, girl. Don't ever think you ain't healthy, dream girl. They wanna pit us against each other when we succeed and for no reasons. They wanna see us end up like we Regina or Mean Girl. Princess or Queen, tomboy or King. You've heard a lot you've never seen. Mother Earth, Mother Mary, rise to the top. Divine feminine, I'm feminine. Welcome to the 123 show with me, Sadia Osmani. Happy Lunar New Year to you all, and I hope you've had a lovely break. I know many people have been working through these holidays, so I hope you still manage to enjoy some of the celebrations. After 1.30 today, I talk diamonds with Francis Law, a local jewellery shop owner from the Timeless Jewellery Creations Shop. And his family's been in the diamond business for over 30 years. So I'm going to get some tips on what to look for for a nice diamond ring if you are planning to propose to your beloved on Valentine's Day. We've given you a bit of time to actually sit and prepare and think about it unless... Maybe you've got the ring already, but who knows? After 2.30 p.m., I check out a few of the things going on this weekend in Hong Kong that you might like to visit, and uh, you can pop into your diary. So that's all coming up, and I've got some super music for you. So I hope you're going to keep me company. <laughs> 